jumper on the way. Good! Tyus Battle nails the three! Dungey leaps and into the end zone for Dungey. A touchdown! If that's not on every highlight show tonight, then I, I don't know who's watching. Howard for oh! Soaring through the air! High-flying Slovakian! Screen pass here, he'll get one. And he stays alive and he's got room to the 10. One man to beat, he'll do it. Touchdown, Syracuse! And for Syracuse, party time. The upset, pulled by the Orange. They defeat Clemson 27 to 24. The penetration, step back. Oh, a pressure bucket for Tyus Battle. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg. Powered by Drivers Village and Hummel's Office Plus. Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to have you with us. Alongside Seth Goldberg, I'm Stephen Fonte. It's a Friday edition of Orange Nation. 315-437-7644 if you'd like to give us a call. We also have the text line, 315-288-0644. And as we discovered last weekend, you can use the text line to leave us voicemails over the weekend. If you yes, see you something you'd Please like to do. talk about, can't wait till Monday, give us a call and, and leave us a voicemail. Feel free to curse and do whatever, and we can edit it. And we may or may not play it back on Monday. Well, I have a feeling well, this will be a useful thing. tool once the yeah. football season starts. Uh, if up. you're gonna if you're gonna call and leave us a voicemail, don't be bad at it. Right? Like, uh, don't don't suck. It's great advice. Yeah, I it try. Doesn't just apply to leaving voicemails. <laughs> yeah, be just, good. Yeah, be good in all that you do. Let's strive to be better, especially when you call the show. Hold ourselves to a higher standard. Uh, we do have two guests lined up for you on the show today. Uh, Seth, you mentioned yesterday that you, you needed a little more fantasy football help. We've got more help on the way. Clearly Steve Andrus, our good friend from 4for4.com, he will join us at 1230. And then coming up at 115, we'll have on former NFL linebacker Reggie Walker. He'll uh, join us to talk some football. He played in the NFL from 2009 to 2015, was a linebacker for the Cardinals, Chargers, and Broncos. Going to talk some football with Reggie Walker. Maybe we can talk about the Jets. It, it looks like it's a three-man race for that quarterback position. Teddy Bridgewater looking pretty good last night. Sam Darnold. I think Teddy Bridgewater uh, did not is the impress. best option. Yeah, I mean they've got they've got three options there, and uh, it looks like anyway it's become a three-horse race. Josh McCown uh, presumably is the starter right now, the the clubhouse leader, if you will. Can we even? Uh, can you say that? I don't know. I think so. I think so. Sam Darnold got the start last night, was not impressive at all, threw an interception. Uh, was like, what, 8 for 11 passing, but uh, only threw for 69 yards. Did have a pick, and then Bridgewater uh, led the Jets to a touchdown, led them to a, another scoring drive late. They took the, the lead on a field goal with about two minutes to go. Washington then went down and, and uh, made a field goal on the final play of the game. But Bridgewater certainly helped his cause, and uh, and like I said, I do think it's a, a three-horse race uh, for that quarterback position with the Jets. So we'll, uh, we'll get Reggie Walker's thoughts on the uh, the NFL season approaching. I do want to start uh, with some some SU football though, and and Seth, as you know, on on Monday, I'm going to have a chance to to sit down with Dino Babers over at the SU football complex for about 10 15 minutes as we do our annual uh, television interview before the season begins. We've got our season premiere of of the Orange Nation television show coming up uh, before the Western Michigan game, the Tuesday before the Western Michigan game. So my question to you is this. If there was one question 
that Dino Babers would have to give an honest answer to that you're you're just curious about. What would your question be? If you could ask him one question that he has to be truthful about. I may or may not ask it on, on Monday. I have a feeling the real good <laughs> I don't ones think you're are, go- I, I don't think you're going it. to. Uh, the first thing that comes into my mind, honestly, is uh, did you really think year two, week four to seven? Or four to six, whatever the, the timeline was. Like, did you really think that was the timeline here? And and like did as as you went along, did you really believe that was still going to be the timeline? Because I, I think he was given multiple opportunities to kind of walk that back and say, "Hey, you know, uh, this is different than Bowling Green. This is different than Eastern Illinois. Like, we got to take a little bit more time here. Uh, it might take into year three. And he never took that opportunity, right? Like, he he never took the chance to say, "Nah, like maybe maybe week four of, of year three will will really feel good." Um, you know, maybe later in year two, like never took the opportunity, never took the bait. So I'm curious if he really thought that was the timeline, because I, I think that he would even admit, I would, I would imagine that he would admit now that they're still not quite where they would want to be, right? Like, I, I don't think we saw last year they're quite where they want to be consistently. You saw it enough to go beat Clemson. You saw it enough, you know, to keep to keep close with an LSU, but I don't think that you saw it on a consistent basis of like, hey, this is how good we want this team to be. Okay, I, but I don't I don't know as if he ever promised that they would be where they wanted to be year two, you know, week four through six. But that seven, was the whole eight. timeline we heard. It was it was we would see a, a drastic change, like we would see a noticeable improvement, right? Year two, week four, five, six, seven, eight, whatever the case may be. So let's go back to to year two, right around that time. It, game four was was LSU, right? Did we see a performance that? We haven't seen in a while that we hadn't seen the year before. Yes. You could make the case for that. The following week, they lost on the road at NC State by a touchdown, came back home, they beat Pittsburgh, and then they beat Clemson. So, And then Eric Dungy got hurt, and they didn't win again. So could you say that... There was an pre- increase, yes. That he made good on his prediction? I, I mean, I guess. I, I think... I think that there's obviously still room to improve, right? Yes. There's, there's obviously still but he room to grow. he would admit that as well. And I think that he would admit that. But I, I think that... I, I think that ultimately, like, they're not... I don't know that that's what he was talking about, right? Like, I, I think that... I, I don't know that that's what he was talking about. Like, hey, we're just going to be good enough to lose these games by 12 points. Right? Like, I, I think that he would have been hoping for even more. Hoping for more more consistent efforts like the one against Clemson. And and I don't know that the game against Clemson was any different than the games against the other teams, but, like, Clemson lost their starting quarterback, so Syracuse was able to win, you know, and, and Syracuse knocked out Kelly Bryant, and, and they were able to get the win. So I don't know that there's anything fundamentally different about the way they played other than that. But, like, I, I think that you would be hoping for for more consistent efforts and, and you know, wait see it a little bit more often, you know, and, and and see the level of play at the same level week to week, more so than maybe we did last the year. The final result, the the end of the game, the outcome, whatever word you want to use, it it's not what they were hoping for in the LSU, Miami, Florida State. But, again, you go back to last year, the, the four best opponents Syracuse played a year ago, we can debate about Florida State, but it's one of the four best programs. Close. One of the best four programs yeah. that they played last year. LSU, 
Clemson, Miami, Florida State, obviously beat Clemson, lost to Miami by a touchdown, lost to Florida State by a field goal, and essentially lost to LSU by a touchdown. I know it was a nine-point game, but that game was close. I mean, Syracuse had a legit chance midway through the fourth quarter of winning that game. You know, would that have happened the prior year? Probably not. No. No. I mean, the one upset they pulled off was Virginia Tech. It was a really nice win, but Virginia Tech is not... LSU or Clemson, not at all. Um, and I know Florida State was a little down last year, but there was a, that would have been a, a really forward. good win. There was a step forward, and you know, no, I'm not saying there wasn't. I I just don't know that we got quite to the level that he thought, or or that it, it's a fair question. Like I, I don't think it's the level that we thought it was going to be. Right? Like I, I think that we like fair or not, I think I expected it to be a little further along based on what he had been saying. Week four to seven, that's a, that's week a four fair to question. six of year two. Yeah, we all interpreted it, you know, differently, and maybe he had something in mind of what he was aiming for, and maybe the fans heard that, and you know, the media heard that, and said, "Well, they're going to go, you know, seven and one down the stretch right. after week four because yeah. you know." I mean, this, I wouldn't go that far, but no, I, I know. But yeah. I'm saying, like, I, exactly. I get it. Everybody interprets that differently. Um, you're right. There is there is more to improve. The question that that jumped into my mind, and again, I'm not suggesting I would ask him this on Monday, but if I could ask him one question that he had to give me an honest answer to, I think my question would be, "What's the best? Do you think you? What's the best that you can do here? Or what, what do right. you think is the best you can do here? Is it eight and four? Is it ten and two and compete for a conference title? Yeah. Is it you know seven and five a couple years in a row and then off to the next job? What what is the best? What is the ceiling for Syracuse football under Dino Babers? That would be. I think I, that's a I, really good question. If, if he could give me an honest answer, I would. I would love to hear what what he thought. And I know what he would say. If I, you know, if I asked him, he would him say in, national championship, or yeah, he would say sky's the limit, yeah. and maybe that's the answer. I don't know. Maybe sky, you know, I'm not suggesting national championship, but maybe, you know, maybe they can ACC title on a New York New Year's Six Bowl. Yeah, maybe they can can compete one day for an ACC title. I don't know. You know, especially if they shuffle the divisions. Or, I mean, right. it's, you know, right now the the Dax, the deck is stacked against them with Clemson yes. and Florida State and Louisville on their side. NC State's gotten better. Maybe if they shuffle the divisions a little bit and, you know, four or five years down the road, maybe they are contending for, for conference titles. I don't know. I'm curious to, to hear what he thinks the ceiling would be. You know, and I'm curious to hear what anybody thinks the ceiling is for this program because I don't know that we've had this discussion in a while. Right and 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 that's probably because they went three and nine, four and eight, four and eight, and four and eight. Right, so I, I don't think we've had this discussion in a little while. But you know, I I think that you know the last time the program was like you know in, in good footing with you know the NASIB the, the last year of D- Doug Marone, you know is is that about as close to the ceiling as you got? Right, you split the conference title. Uh, you know, one more win, you win it outright. Uh, but you split the conference title, and and you know off you go. To you know, an average bowl game was that the that was probably the ceiling in the Big East, right? Like there there wasn't much more you could do. You weren't getting to a BCS championship game. You weren't getting to a a bigger, better, glitzier, glamour, glamier bowl, right? Unless you win the Big East outright. What is that ceiling now that we're in the ACC? Now that this program is in the ACC, how does what is the ceiling? Because in theory, if you split the ACC regular season title, or you tie for your your division lead, or you get to the ACC championship game, you're going to a significantly better bowl than the Pinstripe Bowl, right? So, so what is that ceiling now? Like now that you're in the ACC, now that you're in a football conference that is respected, like there's a not that. 
not that I know that Syracuse has the capacity to do this as a football program, but in theory, the 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 ceiling is a playoff berth, right? Like in theory, which I don't think is something you could have said had the the Big East stayed together, right? The Big East was not a good enough football conference to legitimately get you into the conversation for the BCS championship game, or if if it were now in the playoff discussion. The ACC is good enough that if this program has the capacity to get there and can actually grow enough, there is a legitimate chance that someday they're good enough to get a berth. Could I say this? Could I say that the ceiling in the Big East was higher for the short term, meaning it was easier to compete in the Big East? And if this roster was playing in the Big East, and I realize there are reasons that it didn't, I mean... Number one, Dino Babers wasn't here. Number two, you're getting a different athlete because you can sell the ACC and sell the competition. So I'm not suggesting that it would be realistic to have this roster back in the old Big East. But if you were. But but if you did, I mean, it would would be, and we saw Doug Marone do it, you know, we certainly saw Coach P do it for many years. It it's was, reasonable it was to easier, win that division. It was that easier league. to compete in the Big East. So, could I say that the ceiling short term is higher in the Big East, but the ceiling long term in the ACC is yes, higher? Absolutely. Do you, do you agree with absolutely that? Absolutely agree. Because you know, and and again, just to to go back to this point, if you win the Big East, congratulations, you're beating Rutgers and Connecticut and Pitt and and Cincinnati. Like, congratulations, you won the Big East. If you win the ACC. You're beating bigger, better programs, more more well-respected programs, and you're probably climbing up the rankings faster and higher. If you so, win the ACC, you're probably going to the playoff. That's my point. And if you won the Big East, you're far from guaranteed to be a top four team in the country, right? So there's like that. That to me is the big difference. And and again. I don't know that Syracuse as a football program, Syracuse as a football team, as a as a football community, I don't know that there's the capacity to build this team up to that point. But the ceiling is just fundamentally higher than it was five years ago. Probably the last time we had this ceiling conversation, the ceiling is just fundamentally higher than it was then because of the conference you play in. All right, let's open it up at 315-437-7644. If you could ask Dino Babers one question that he had to give you an honest answer to, what would it be? We're just getting started on Orange Nation. We're back after this on ESPN Radio. Jumper on the way. Good! Tyus Battle nails the three. Dungey leaps and into the end zone for Dungey. A touchdown. If that's not on every highlight show tonight, then I I don't know who's watching. Powered for Soaring through the air. High flying Slovakian. Screen pass here. He'll get one. And he stays alive and he's got room to the 10. One man to beat. He'll do it. Touchdown, Syracuse. And for Syracuse, party time. The upset pulled by the Orange. They defeat Clemson 27 to 24. The penetration. Step back. Oh, a pressure bucket for Tyus Battle. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg. Powered by Drivers Village and Hummel's Office Plus. 
Hour number two of Orange Nation underway on ESPN Radio. We are brought to you in part by the Bill Rapp Superstore, 315-437-7644. We've got former NFL linebacker Reggie Walker set to join us in the next segment as we continue to talk some NFL football. Preseason game number two for the Buffalo Bills set to be held tonight in Cleveland. We'll have it for you on News Channel 9. Pre-game coverage at 7, kickoff at 7.30, and then post-game to immediately follow. Tyrod Taylor leading his revengeful charge against the the Bills. That's right. Tyrod taking on his former team, and and hopefully we'll get a little more clarity tonight with the the Buffalo Bills quarterback situation. Nate Peterman looked very good in the opener, led a touchdown drive, 7-for-7 on that drive. A.J. McCarron led a touchdown drive, and, of course, Josh Allen uh, working against the the third-string defense did – engineer a late touchdown drive as well so hopefully we'll get a little more clarity with the QB situation tonight the Jets had their second preseason game last night and it did not offer any more clarity for Todd Bowles and for that staff Josh McCown did not play again he's what 39 years old and they know what he can do he's the veteran he's the safe pick we saw what Sam Darnold could do with the ones. He started the game, uh, didn't play all that well, didn't really hurt himself either, though, didn't do anything great, did throw one interception. Um, but he, he looks like he belongs. He threw for about 65 yards, one pick, 8 for 11 passing. And then Teddy Bridgewater comes on in the second half. He was great. And he looked great. And he led him on a, a touchdown drive, led him on a late field goal drive that, that gave him the lead with under two minutes to go. He was scrambling, avoiding pressure, throwing downfield. Uh, he helped he, himself the most he last night. He purposely took a hit, which I thought was the funny thing. I saw a quote afterwards, and he was like, yeah, I probably could have gotten out of bounds or like thrown the ball away, but I wanted to take a hit, and I wanted to just like see how it felt, and I felt good afterwards. I mean, think about the injury that he had, right? It was a non-contact injury. He hasn't gotten hit in forever. So he, you know, wanted to get back into the into the swing of things. He might be the best option. Like, he might be the quarterback playing the best right so now, So this right? is the way that I look at it, and it's it's murky. I mean, and, and Todd Bowles, I think, has three legitimate options that he could go to. I wouldn't be surprised if, if any of them won this competition. You've got McCown, who I said is the safe pick. He's the veteran. He's been around the block. You kind of know what he is. You've got Darnold, the shiny new toy, the brand new rookie. You know, let's give him experience. If he looks the part and and if he's if he's able to, you know, to go out there and hold his own, then, you know, why not give him some experience? There's there's that school of thought. And then you look at Teddy Bridgewater and you I think could make the case that of the three, he might give you the best chance to win right away. Right. I, I totally agree. I, I mean, I think he might be the best one right now, right? Like, he might be the best quarterback right this minute. And so the question becomes, what do you want to do? Do you do you want him to play? Do you want to try and trade him somewhere, you know, for, for quarterback depth, right, and, and see if somebody needs a quarterback? Because inevitably somebody will, right, whether that's Denver or... I don't know how, how many teams need a quarterback. There, there are so many out there. Uh, I'm blanking on them, but there are teams out there that need a quarterback, and and uh, will admit that Teddy Bridgewater is better than any option that they have on their roster right now. So maybe there's a, an opportunity to trade him and get something back. Maybe he starts for you, and and he can start six eight weeks before you think Darnold is ready. It looks like he's the best option. I mean, like Teddy Bridgewater when healthy is a very good quarterback, right? Teddy Bridgewater before he was hurt was a really good NFL quarterback, and he lost his job because he missed two seasons due to injury. That's not his fault. You know, he got hurt. He had a non-contact injury in practice. He got hurt, and 
just because of that, he got kind of thrown onto the scrap heap. But I, I think he could be a good NFL quarterback still. Can we throw the New York Giants in the category of teams that need a quarterback? Yes, but I don't think they would trade for Teddy Bridgewater, and I don't think, and I don't think the Jets would trade him there. I kind of said it tongue in cheek, but you you actually you feel that I, I know you're yes, the Giants. They need fan. a quarterback. They, they yes, need a quarterback. They need a quarterback. All right. So you're they not, need they you're, need they need they need the next guy. Like Teddy Bridgewater doesn't fit into what they need necessarily because I don't think that they're looking to bench Eli Manning again after seeing how much of a mess that was. And well, that was because of how it was handled. But that turned into a mess. I think they needed to draft a guy so that in a year they could play him. Did they do that with a fourth round pick? Maybe, but I'm I'm skeptical. You could say the New England Patriots need a quarterback. Tom Brady's right. not going to play forever. Buffalo Bills need a quarterback, but they solved that in the draft, or at least they hope they, they solved hope that they in the did. draft. Right. Does Jacksonville need a quarterback? You sold on Bortles. Right. Like isn't like isn't Teddy Bridgewater better than than Blake Bortles? Is Teddy Bridgewater? I would say so. Teddy Bridgewater better than Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's going to start in Tampa. Do the Bengals need Teddy a quarterback? Bridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater better than A.J. Dalton or Ryan Tannehill down in Miami? Probably. Like, there are teams out there that could use quarterback. Oh, and no doubt. I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm throwing some names out there. Certainly the Broncos, and you mentioned the Broncos. Um, I mean, they're, listen, if you don't have a quarterback, you don't win in the NFL. I mean, right. the Bills know that all too well. There, there are two categories of teams, right? Teams that have quarterbacks and teams that are looking for their next one. And, of course, they say that if you have two quarterbacks, you have none. So what does that mean the Bills have? So the Bills and the Jets, they both got three <laughs> right now that, uh, that that could make a case for starting. But it is a good problem to have at this stage. Not a good problem to have once week one rolls around. No. Rolls around. We, you want someone to take that job and run with it in both cases. You know, And, and you know, if, if the Jets had their ideal scenario, it would be Sam Darnold goes out and wins the job. Yes. You know, and... I think you could say the same yeah. thing with the Bills, although they're in more of a position. I think they they were resigned to the fact when they drafted Allen that he was kind of a project and that he would not start the season, right. you know, getting reps. Um, but the Jets, they would love Darnold to win the job and and take it and oh, run yeah. with it. And and right now, listen, the way Teddy Bridgewater's playing again, you know what McCown is. Todd Bowles has three solid options I think for week one I think Darnold in terms of winning right away he's at the bottom of that list but in terms of looking to the future he's at the top of the list so it's an it's an intriguing decision that Todd Bowles has to make yeah I think the Teddy Bridgewater signing was interesting for them because like in theory if Teddy's healthy he could still be a quarterback of the future right like he's not old what 25 yeah so like you you look at him and and he could still go somewhere and be a quarterback of the future. He doesn't have to be just a win now guy. So you know maybe he does get traded, does get moved, and and he has a nice uh, nice little career for himself. All right, we need to take another time out. When we return, we're going to continue the NFL talk with former NFL linebacker Reggie Walker. Keep it here. Orange Nation rolls on right after this on ESPN Radio. Our take on the day's top stories. It's today's business on Orange Nation. We're brought to you in part by the Bill Rapp Superstore as we welcome in our producer, Max Burgandy, for the final time. That's how we kick off today's business. Yeah. Max Burgandy is, le- is leaving us. I'm, I am a jumping ship. Not abandoning. That's a that's that's a dark way to you put it. You said jumping ship. How is that any different? I, don't know. I gotta get this street crunch <laughs> trophy out of my face so I can actually see you. There we we, uh, we and, and meaning Seth, but I'm going to... 
<laughs> you I'm take gonna, credit? I'm going to take credit as well. <laughs> Seth uh, purchased a cookie cake for you. So oh. after the show, we're, nice. all, we're all having cookie cake. Thanks, Why do we Seth? have to wait until after the show? I would like to say that it was from all of us. It, the sentiment is from all of us, but <laughs> yes. he actually purchased Seth it. Seth purchased it. But yeah. I, I went and got it. So the credit goes to Seth. Thank you. Uh, but we are going to miss you. We, we know you're not going too far, so we'll, uh, we'll continue to stay in touch. But it is your last time on the actual show. Uh, so with that in mind, no pressure today, Max, but make it great. It's your last today's business, so make yeah. it great. Uh, now I just want to start out and say that it's been fun working with you guys and I've learned a lot from both of you. Um, Hopefully Steve, good things. You were the bad thing. Steve was the good thing. <laughs> oh, that's nice of you to say. I appreciate that, Max. <laughs> no, it's been fun. Um, just needed to change up and figure out what I, what direction I need to go in. So, Well, I had to keep my streak alive. Everyone who has worked with me has gotten out of left. the business. <laughs> yes. So, You're just that good. We can never live no, up to you. No, I don't think that's it. I don't think that's it. <laughs> Seth's still hanging in there, but... Um, it's only been a year. It has only been a year. It has only been a year. But yeah, everybody else I've worked with, they they leave the business. So we're uh, we're we're sad to lose you, Max. You did a great job for us. But uh, again, our door is always open. Anytime you want to pop in, anytime you want to call or just kind of walk down the street here and you jump on leave the us microphone, a microphone, I'll just like show up randomly. <laughs> That's right. Take the text number with <laughs> you. Put it in your phone. Just leave a voicemail. Leave a voicemail over the weekend. We'll play it back on. Monday. I'll be like Sal and just randomly call in from Kalamazoo. Yeah. I'm good with that. Yeah. I'll I'm just, good with I'll that. I'll make it a, a point to call in at one thirty. Okay. Exactly. Just so I can do this segment over via the phone. I love it. <laughs> Our door is always open. All right. What do you have for us today? Uh, well, we were all talking about this story, and I just was thinking out the desk, how can we not talk about this on the air? It was the J.J. Reddick. Bizarre. Caged human in the back of his taxi <laughs> story. Uh, so he was doing a photo shoot for some uh, company in Brooklyn. And he was with his wife and his sister-in-law. And they get into this taxi. And apparently there was a caged human in the back back. covered by a blanket. And this is... It just gets weirder and weirder the more I read it. Uh, He was like, we jumped out of the car immediately after he found out. Chelsea just kind of... His wife is Chelsea. Uh... She doesn't know what's going on, and I'm like, I'm getting in the car, I noticed the blanket was moving, and we said, sir, do you have something in the trunk of your car? Do you know what that is? Is there something there? And he's like, no, I don't have anything back there. And I say, well, can I get my stuff out? So he pops the trunk, and as fast as he can, he gets all the stuff on his curb, and then he sees the blanket move when he's getting his stuff out of the car. And so he calls the cops, and he calls the driving company, and the driver's been suspended. The cops, there was no story further as to what they did in the situation but what like what in the world i don't know see i i i'm i'm a little disappointed because i listen to the jj reddick podcast whenever it comes out like I, I think it's a really good podcast and and so i listen all the time but i hadn't gotten to this week's episode yet like i hadn't gotten to this yeah. one yet and like I, I was like oh i'll save it when i have more time and I, i've got time to listen and so i was like gonna listen to it tonight like today you know and, and this afternoon and this evening and I couldn't hear it yet, and now I know this story. And so I was really looking forward to like hearing this story for the first time, and like hearing the ridiculousness of this. But like, I think I already know the story. Like, do I do I fast forward through the pod- no? I think through it, that part of the podcast. It's definitely worth him hearing him tell it in his own words. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. Um, and it, obviously, you hope that everything's okay. Um, I think it was Polly. 
That was in the trunk of the car. Yes, I think Paulie was in the car, uh, the trunk of JJ Reddick's Paulie Uber. just walked in. He's got something to say. I He's mad to, I got a cookie cake. Yeah, I just want to thank Max for all his hard work, but I don't get the premise of buying a cake for a guy who's quitting <laughs> his job. He's not. Like, I didn't ask it's for, for time it. served. It's for time served. I didn't served. ask for it. He I'm not blaming us. you. I'm blaming the people like that are he put up with us for, long for quitting. Like I don't get it. It was Seth. It I was thanking him for a... his other for his his. You're time. still friends with him. You got his phone number. Don't give him a cake for leaving. <laughs> Let's be he honest. Like you, he cookie cakes you. are good. And you give your so... girlfriend a cake when she dumps you. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. It's not quite the same. Yeah, thing. I feel like it's not the same, same thing. He's leaving you. He's leaving you for another job, and you're giving him a cake. <laughs> so I got a pizza party. Yeah. I didn't approve that either. <laughs> <laughs> if he had gotten a better job, then maybe. Maybe, <laughs> but no, this isn't acceptable. Paulie's just going to miss get, me. I'm you get no cookie out. cake. I'm throwing the cake out. <laughs> you get no cookie cake. <laughs> Paulie's going to take the cake with him. Uh, uh, it's thank for, you, Paulie. It's for time served, Max. That you makes put me up feel with warm. That makes it sound like he was in like jail it or does. something. Yeah. It does. Time he put time up served. with us every day. He put up with us every day. This was my jail. <laughs> well, now you don't get the cookie cake. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I honestly don't know what to say about uh, the JJ Reddick situation. You obviously hope everything's okay, but, and that it was, you know, like there was a a suggestion, there was some speculation that you know potentially it was maybe a family member of the driver, and he's not supposed to have a family member in the car, and he's like, oh, I'll give you a free ride, just you know, jump in the trunk, just get in my cage, and I'll cover you with a blanket. Well, I don't know about this cage thing. They again, it's. It's fuzzy because they didn't necessarily see, they said they oh there might have been a cage or a box back there they they weren't exactly sure there was definitely a blanket they think it was a person yeah. it's obviously fuzzy he he called the car company he called the police uh, the car company apparently suspended this guy as you mentioned the police is, they've yet to give him an update and this happened a day or two ago I don't know what to make of it it's a bizarre situation I just hope everything's okay yeah I mean I it's just like. It's Put weird. yourself in the in your sh- in his shoes. Like, well, he did the right thing. They got you know, get out of the car immediately because yeah. you don't know what What's this guy's on. deal is. Yeah, uh, get your stuff, which he did, and then call the cops. I think he did everything, and he called the car company. I think he did everything that you can expect a person to do in that yes, situation. Absolutely. Um, you know, and again, I don't. You know, could he have? You know, force the driver to show him what was in the trunk. I I don't, I don't know. I don't really want to see that though. Well, again, I mean, if you really wanted to see like. You know, if he thought someone was in danger, then maybe you could take it that step further and press the guy a little bit about there's something definitely back there. Show me what's in the trunk or I'm going to call the cops or, yeah. or whatever the case may be. He didn't do that. I don't know the circumstances. Obviously, we weren't there, but I think he took the necessary steps. You know, he called the cops. He got his family out of there, got his stuff out of there. And, you know, you just hope everything turns out OK. And one of the lines said that apparently his sister-in-law was the one who first noticed it. She was like freaked, She right? was like pale white like a ghost and apparently after they had been talking about it um out of the corner of his eye he thought he saw a like blonde hair in a ponytail like poke her head up from behind the seat which again if you're in a cage how are you doing that i don't know this makes no sense it's just like bizarre like what goes on in new york city like seriously what happens Obviously, human trafficking. Well, you wonder what's going through his mind, and that's why you know he asked the driver to pull over the car, and and he got his family out, and 
again, called the cops. And, uh, you know, I, I wonder if we'll ever get an update on this story. Um, you know, maybe we won't. But again, I just I bet we don't. I hope uh, I hope everything's all right. Yeah. I mean, that's bizarre. And I can't wait to eat my cookie cake. Honestly, that's all I've been thinking about for the last five. Minutes. You have anything else for us? Just the cookie cake. Just the cookie cake. That's today's business. That's today's business. Max means business. He wants cookie cake. Okay. Well, <laughs> listen. Well, it's it's your day, so we'll cut the segment short, and we'll take a time out, and and you can go, cut into the cake. And Polly probably threw it out. You could share it with whoever you want to share. You eat cookie cake? Uh, yeah, I might have a piece. You know, I was getting it. My favorite I pictured. Thing. You got to think that's like exactly what, would Steve what I was, eat? I was picturing that Steve would get this, but like wipe the frosting off. Or that's exactly what I'll do. I don't like frosting at all. See, you in had, fact, see, you had a dream last night. You had a dream last night that we were doing the show. I had, I had thoughts getting this cake at at Wegman's. Of oh, Steve will probably just wipe the 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 icing that's off. That's exactly what I would do, and I was exactly right. I think frosting is overrated. Like you just assume oh, wow. that everybody loves frosting. I think what is wrong I'm not with you? sure I'm in the minority. I, I know, think you are. I know like, a lot you of people don't that do don't birthday like frosting. What do you no, do at your wedding? You I will. I eat cake. I wipe the frost the frosting off. I so, don't like frosting. So Kim at your wedding was like wiping the frosting off before she fed you the piece I'm not, of cake. Not even sure I had cake. <laughs> not even sure I actually wow. ate it. Just like picking it off. I just. With a I, napkin, I don't. Like, I don't like frosting. Pies. I love pie. Okay. Pie doesn't have frosting on it. Right. I don't eat pie. Like a meringue? Apple pie Ew. is my favorite dessert. Yeah, apple pie is good. I would yeah. want to... Lemon doesn't sound like a good dessert flavor. So, Seth, take note. For my last day here... Don't get you a cookie cake. No, I was going to no. say, give me an apple pie. Okay. Yeah, get an apple pie. You know, no, I actually no had frosting. The, You know what? I actually, I actually knew that. I feel like I, I did not too. end up. I did not end up getting you an apple pie for your birthday, but I knew that. Well, now you know. Yeah. For what, sure. what, did, what did you get? Uh, cookies at one of the bakery. Oh yeah, down here. Yeah, I like cookies. I well, but see, hold half on, moons. hold on, hold on. Yes, you had half moons. Half yeah. moons have frosting. I, I'll I'll eat frosting on half moons, but I don't like. A but lot how is of that frosting. different? I'm really just half happy that are, you call it a half moon and not a white and black. It's, it's half not moon, black and white. No, or half moons are mostly frosting. But the frosting on half moons, it's not like frosting, frosting. Like, it's not, like, birthday cake frosting. Like, the fluffy, like, thick layer that's, like, a half an inch. So, you just, like, a thin layer of whatever. I, I could do a thin layer. I just, I don't All like right. frosting. It's not a white cake. Guy. I know I'm not alone. You guys are making me feel like... I think like, you are. No, I'm, you're not. You're I think not. you're crazy. But, like, cupcakes just don't do it? I don't like... I mean, again, I will wipe, you know, if there's a, a so you have a muffin. frosting... So, you have, like, I a chocolate wa- muffin instead of yeah, a cupcake. Yeah. exactly. And maybe, like, a thin film of frosting. That's fair. I know. At that least I'm, you're not wasting it completely. I know I'm not alone. Frosting's the best I may part. be in the minority in this room. I know I'm not alone. You're crazy. 315-437-7644. We're going to get back and, and talk some sports to close out the show. Back after this.